ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Iron Overload.io Hardcore Episode 54. Today we're going to be talking about post-cycle PCT mistakes and how to fix. So, you know, let's start off post-cycle therapy PCT. What is it? So the idea behind post-cycle therapy is to give you a soft landing. Uh, when you're on anabolic steroids, your pituitary glands are no longer producing hormones. So what happens is when you come off, let's say you don't have any PCT, right? When you come off, you basically go from having all way more hormones than your body would naturally produce, and it starts trickling out of your system, and then it gets to the point where you don't have any hormones because your own body isn't producing its own hormones anymore. Um, and it has to basically realize, hey, um, we, we don't have any hormones. We got to start producing it again. Because on cycle, it was realizing we have way too much hormones and we're not going to produce it because we don't need to produce it. So until it figures that out, it's going to take some time for that to happen. So that point of that crash really, really is, is horrible for people. And, um, you know, a lot of people, they go through that and they completely like give up on on going to the gym, they lose motivation, they lose their strength, they lose their gains, they lose their muscle. It really frustrates them. So the idea behind a PCT is to plug in that hole and to provide a soft landing so that when you come off, that sharp drop in hormones isn't so pronounced and you get basically supported by that PCT. Now the PCT, okay, doesn't jumpstart your HPTA or jumpstart your pituitary glands. Not really. Um, you know, I, that term isn't really, I, you know, I don't really like that when I, when I hear that from people, because although it is true, it does, it, it can jumpstart your pituitary glands, but it doesn't jumpstart your HPTA as a whole. So you have to kind of, your body has to be the one recovering. But at the same time, CIRM, Selective Estrogen Receptor Modulators, Clomid, and Novodex, they actually do signal your pituitary glands to start spitting out hormones. But the thing is, when you stop using those CIRMs, it's not there anymore. So what has to happen? Your own body has to be the one to recover itself. Does that make sense? So that's why we use those CIRMs during that time, that gap where your body isn't awake yet. And your body has to have time to recover itself. So I think it's really, really important to understand this terminology and understand how cycling and PCT works and what happens during your PCT. So you can kind of visualize that recovery in your brain and understand what's happening. A lot of people think, oh, I got to kickstart my, uh, I got to kickstart my system. I got to kickstart my HPT during PCT. And that's just not proper terminology, and that's just not the science of how it works. So the idea here, guys, we got to cause it's just like jumping out of a building, and you either got a cushion at the bottom or you got the the, the sidewalk. 
You know, what do you think is going to happen? You know, if you've got if you got support, then you'll land and you should be okay. At worst, maybe a broken bone or two. But if you've got just sidewalk where you jump out of that building, you're probably going to break a lot of bones and probably die. So it's very, very important to have proper PCT. And one of the biggest mistakes people use, and I'll start a soft mobster, is they run, they don't time their PCT correctly because they don't understand how steroid esters work. If you're using a steroid, anabolic steroid, right? They have esters attached to them. Now, these esters, they allow the slow release of these hormones into your system. And with that, the longer you're on them, as you're injecting over time, it builds up, builds up, builds up in your system to the point where it peaks because some of it is coming out of your system and some of it it's going into your system if you're following a proper schedule. So it peaks at some point. It's going to be five times the half-life. So if it's a 10-day half-life, you'll peak at 50-day mark. Then it levels off. Your hormones level off. Then when you stop using it, they trickle out of your system the same way they trickled as, as you went on them the first five weeks. So if it took 50 days to reach peak, it's going to take 50 days for it to be out of your system. So let's take the half-life times five. So testosterone sipinate, for example, it's got about a 10-day half-life, okay? So multiply that by five, it's going to take 50 days. So testosterone sipinate is going to take five or six weeks to be out of your system. So one of the mistakes people use is they'll run a 12-week cycle of testosterone sipinate, for example. And then they'll start their PCT after their last injection, and they'll do, they'll do a four-week PCT. Well, what do you think is going to happen during that four weeks? You still have the testosterone in your system, and then you've got the PCT in your system. So then by the time you finish your PCT, it comes out of your system after about a week, week and a half. And then the steroid esters come out of your system after about a week, week and a half. So then you crash. So the PCT essentially did nothing for you. So it's very, very important to make sure you're still on your PCT when those steroid esters are leaving your system. And again, you're wondering, well, Steve, how do I know when that happens? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you take the half-life of whatever you're using, whether you're using an oral steroid, which might only be in your system about a week and a half after less, the last time you dose it. Or you take it a long ester testosterone or a primabolin or an equipoise that lasts in your system or a DECA, they last in your system for weeks. You've got to time your PCT so that when you're, you're, the steroids are coming out of your system, the PCT is in place already to give you that support. So that's the number one mistake that guys make, all right, when it comes to doing PCT is they don't time it correctly and then they crash. And then they say, oh, the PCT didn't work. It's not that the PCT didn't work. It's that you didn't time it correctly. This, this, is, this, is, this is, you know, again, we got to follow the science on this. The steroid esters, your last injection, the next day, it's not out of your system. It takes time to be out of your system. Mobster, comment on that. Oh, 100%, Steve. If you look at the typical advice that we would give on the forums, I, I'm thinking, for example, with orals, even the short orals tend to have a much shorter half-life. You're looking at a minimum, realistically, of about four days. And again, because we're talking about short, medium, and long esters, the minimum that we typically would advise, and again, it would be more specific if we know exactly what you're taking, so it comes down to the information you give us, would be at least a week, sometimes two weeks, 
before you start the PCT. And again, that is very specific to your cycle and what you're doing, etc. Like Steve says, I don't know that I'd want to wait four weeks, Steve. But again, Steve's quite correct when it comes to cypionate. Uh, and again, guys, very common in CRT versus perhaps on cycle. And also something else you'll see is the difference between um, us training and doing a cycle to get bigger and stronger and versus a competition cycle. And that person wishing to peak for a competition and being far more likely to use short resters. And so therefore, much quicker, perhaps in their example, being uh, able to start a PCT relatively quickly because the longer resters should have cleared their system before the end of the cycle for competition and the short wrestlers would definitely clear the system quicker. There's loads of things I can think of here, Steve. Mistakes that people make on PCT is literally being unprepared for the PCT. Something I've banged the drum about many times, especially online, but even in this podcast to a lesser degree, is literally people will not be prepared for the PCT itself. Uh, how many times, Steve, have you said, I, I, I've said this, you need to have everything, in my mind, in place at the beginning of the cycle. Do not wait to a few days before the cycle is about to finish or as the esters are clearing your system and then order what you need for a PCT. That will be Murphy's Law that's going to say to you, that's when your favourite approved supplier is going to be out of stock. They've had a run on PCT products. It's that time of the year. Everybody's getting shaped for the beach or for competitions and they've run out of what you need and now you need it desperately. So plan ahead. Have what you need in advance. So there's a couple. Something else, Steve, that occurs to me, and this is, this is um, again, not untypical. If you have had an amazing cycle and your gains have been astronomically good, they've been, oh, Steve, I put on 12 pounds, I feel amazing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do I really need to come off cycle? Can I extend the cycle? And the classic example here, which is what I'm thinking of, Steve, is they don't give themselves enough time, either in PCT or to fully recover before they go back on, which kind of mitigates the effort you made with your PCT for it to have its full effect. It isn't just a the post-cycle therapy, the drugs, the 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 hormone boosters like anti-generator, testosterone booster, et cetera, et cetera, that you would use in PCT. It is recovering afterwards, the time off as well as the PCT, before you go back on. It is too easy to get greedy and literally not give yourself plenty of time. And that kind of makes the PCT and the effort and the time off that you had already become null and void, Steve. It's, it just become almost pointless because you've never fully recovered. And this, this gets repeated again and again. Uh, and, and what sometimes happens is we will have members on the forums and listeners to this podcast just give us an answer to a question where there's more information means we would be better informed and better able to help those people. So if they said, oh, I did this and I did that, but then they didn't tell you that they cut PCT short or they didn't tell you that they didn't have much time off, that information is relevant. So you need to have that at the back of your mind. Um, something else, Steve, and I'll talk about this quite often on the forums. In order for you to be super successful, both in your PCT and your recovery afterwards, I talk about this constantly, and that is the tweaking of the diet and the tweaking of your training. Because as much as the PCT is about a healthy recovery and getting your natural hormonal levels back to where they was before the cycle, or even better slightly, uh, again with a testosterone boost or like that, it's also 
about allowing you to retain your gains, allowing you to retain the aim of the cycle, the strength, the leanness, the muscle you gained or whatever else. So I talk constantly about tweaking the diet and tweaking the training so as to enable those things to happen because it's all well and good, guys, for want of a better phrase, as Steve used earlier on, restarting our hips is getting back to a natural hormonal balance. But if that natural hormonal balance means that we've lost all our gains, we've lost all our strength, we've got fat again, it kind of negates the work that you put in on cycle during the cycle in the gym and then the money that you invested and the time that you invested in your PCT. So keep that in mind as well. Um, something else, Steve, and, 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 and we do sometimes see this. We have a sticky. It's, it's going to be included in the article that's going to be associated with this called a perfect PCT. And it, it's changed over time, guys. To, to update with information that's become more relevant now than it was before and so on. What do we see all too often, Steve, and I'll let you touch on this, is essentially what I was going to call a half ass PCT. Barely any, any sort of effort is being made into that recovery. Oh, I'm just going to do this or I'm just going to do that. Unless you have the genetics of Apollo, you should, in my mind, Steve, do as much as you possibly can a proper PCT because unless you literally are the 1% of the 1% of the 1% who can get away with that, you're going to be the other 99.99%, which means you need to as best a PCT as you can afford done as properly as possible. And not as I'm going to say now again, Steve, in the half ass PCT, how often do we see that? And those people are going to want to expect full recovery was in reality. It's like putting, as you said on another podcast, if the wrong fuel in a car uh, the wrong tyres at the front, different tyres on different corners, and so on and so forth. You're not putting the effort in to make yourself recover. You're kind of almost coming at it like amateur hour. What do you think on that? Well, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that people can improve on, definitely, in PCT. Um, one of the problems we see, as well, Mobster, and you touched on it, is, is going to be stacking a strong testosterone booster in PCT. That's a mistake that people don't make uh, that's a mistake that people make by not using a strong testosterone booster when you're using these serum selective estrogen receptor modulators the clomid the novadex all right these cause side effects and step one don't overdose them i'm a big advocate for low dose serum therapy for pct because it works the blood work shows that it works so when you're using too much of them it actually backfires because the side effects, like you can look up Clomid side effects, and I've experienced them, the mood swings, emotional side effects, um, you know, feeling like a bitch. That, that's a that's a number one side effect that people realize on Clomid. It can affect your libido. Novodex, same thing, affects libido. Um, if you run too much of it, it can cause, you know, stomach discomfort. Uh, it can cause... Uh, some eye issues with certain people, the Clomid will. Um, so it can cause like different issues with depression and stuff like that. So you got to remember these serms don't overdose them. I see people, I see these insane protocols online, which tell you to run 200 or 300 milligrams a day of Clomid. It's way too much, way too much. The blood work proves that you can run 12 and a half to 25 milligrams of Clomid a day. And that's plenty. That's more than enough. 
to do the intended purpose. Same thing with Novodex. I see these insane protocols online to say to run 100 or 120 milligrams a day of Novodex. Way too much. 10, 15, 20 milligrams at the most a day of Novodex will do the job. There's no need to run that much. You got to remember with these terms, they have longer half-lives themselves. So if you're running 300 milligrams a day for even like three days, I see these stupid protocols. They tell you to start with 300 milligrams of Clomid, then drop it to 200 and drop it to 100. It's got a, a, it's got a longer half-life than a typical oral drug, okay? So if you take 300 milligrams and then three straight days, and then a week later, a ton of it is still going to be in your system, all right? So more is definitely not better with these. And it's important to balance them with a strong testosterone booster to balance those negative side effects. So the mood issues, the lack of libido, the depression, if you're running a strong testosterone booster with it, it's a balance and it's going to help balance the PCT. So that's that's definitely what you want to do because at the end of the day, mobster, what's going to happen? People are going to run the PCT. They're going to get depressed. They're going to lose their motivation. Okay. And they're going to be like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to go on TRT the rest of my life. I'm 30 years old and I still can naturally have strong testosterone levels, 600, 700 nanograms per deciliter. But you know what? I give up. I'm just going to go on TRT the rest of my life and have to take, you know, inject myself once a week for the rest of my life. 52 injections a year. For the rest of your life. Because of what? You don't want to run the PCT correctly. You don't want to time it correctly. You don't want to do the simple little little tweaks that we're telling you yep. to do. Oh, but yep. some dude on the forum said to run Clomid 300 milligrams a day. Some dude on the forum said to start your PCT earlier. The earlier you start your PCT, the better. I've seen these morons say these stupid fucking theories that they have. But you know what they all have in common, Monster? They're all on TRT for life. They yeah. haven't run a PCT in 20 years and they're giving PCT advice. Don't you think that's a little weird? And then, these, yeah, and then, go, what, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll do this. Sorry, what, another, what, what are you another... talking about? What you're talking about is this yo-yo. Um, I, I, we sometimes as human beings, we forget because we're human beings and because we think we're slightly different in terms of our physical makeup because we very rarely consider ourselves to be animals. We forget just how hormonal we are. And testosterone is a hormone. It's what makes us, quote unquote, manly men and so on and so forth. And of course, estrogen has its place. And the yo-yo between the two, the body overcompensating when we come off cycle, the hitting ourselves with a crazy PCT is trying to, like, trying to uh, crack a nut with a hammer, Steve, when, you know, a pair of nutcrackers will do the job. And you don't have to go absolutely, you don't need a sledgehammer. You just need a, you know, a spell from all the nutcrackers, though. What are we doing? We, we, it's just yo-yoing up and down. And as Steve says, I've never had it, but we, we've had people come across and say literally they've cried because of the hormonal imbalance. And they'll use the phrase that they will say, and I'll just quote it here, Steve, they say, I'm crying like a bitch because I can't stand the hormonal up and down. This is not being depressed. Uh, this is not being stressed. This is not some, you know, some person in their family's passed away. It's literally the hormones are worse than it was in puberty. So there's definitely something there to be said. I mean, it's a silly example, Stephen. I just use myself as an example here, right? So, and again, it's one of those things where people can become obsessed about it, but it's also related to their own specific response. 
and also related to what they did on cycle. And again, I reiterate something I said before on other podcasts. Steve and I are, for want of a better phrase, when it comes to this, perhaps a doctor might not agree, but we're kind of sensible with our steroid cycles. We're not doing crazy amounts of drugs. So I don't get massive, for example, testicular shrinkage. I will get some uh, noticeable, and I'll say that from both the girlfriend cupping my balls or myself, so be checking them at my age to make sure I've not got any medical issues. And, and, and there will be some testicular shrinkage, but I never become obsessed about it. There's, it's not down to, and I quote again what you see online, Steve, the size of raisins. So therefore, for example, I've never used in, in on or off cycle HCG. Never felt, you know, the plump in my balls was super important to me. And again, that's just like I'm not throwing chemical after chemical after chemical in my body in the same way that we, if we had a headache, we wouldn't take the world's most potent painkiller. Uh, uh, we would just perhaps take an aspirin. I don't want to be taking yet more chemicals that are going to give me that hormonal roller coaster and are basically going to screw with my mind on cycle. Something that Steve talks about, and I let Steve jump back in here for a second as well, is what we call pre and post blood test so ideally actually you should have a blood test before you do the cycle to show you where your markers are during the cycle to see just how good the anabolics are working and the difference between your bloods before and during and afterwards so talk about blood tests as well steve to, to as an indicator and other thoughts and suggestions you've got on this subject it's a real killer not to get pre-cycle blood work because you know i deal with some clients they come to me and they want my help when it comes to the blood work. And it would be a big help for me to help you if you got pre-cycle blood work so we can see what your baseline is. We don't know. If you run a cycle and PCT and then you get blood work and your testosterone levels are at 250. And you're freaking out. Be like, what happened? Did the cycle, running one steroid cycle, blow out my HPTA? You know, and I'm not going to know that answer because you didn't get pre-cycle blood work for all we know your pre-cycle blood work you could have been at 260 pre-cycle blood work then after cycle you came out to 250 so you lost maybe you know 10 points which is which is pretty if you lose 10 points after every cycle that's plausible you know but like if your pre-cycle blood work would have been 700 and then now you're at 250 then yeah something you're not recovered you're not properly recovered yet so we don't know that so it's very, very important to get pre-cycle blood work so you can see that, but not just your HPTA's health, also your organ health. We need to see what happened before cycle. We need to see, is your liver strained before cycle? Is your kidney strained before cycle? Is your cholesterol off before cycle? Then after cycle, if it's still a little bit off, then we know that everything came back to where it was before. But if things weren't off before and then now they are off, then we know that something happened during cycle to throw those numbers off and you you had some some organ damage. So it's very important to get pre-cycle blood work. And then, okay, after cycle, it's another problem. Guys want to run their blood work really, really fast. Unless you want to experiment and see what's going on in the body, that would be the only reason to do that. But you're not going to get much pertinent information by getting blood work done so soon just a few weeks after pct you got to give your body a chance so you want to give your body at least six to eight weeks to recover 
even after PCT. So continue running your natural testosterone booster. But you want to see, is your body picking up? Is your body coming back? Are your organs coming back to, down to earth where they should be, your organ values? Are they still strained? Are they not strained? So to give an honest assessment, you really have to give it a good six to eight weeks after you finish PCT to see where you're at. Because if you get your blood work done during PCT, the PCT is going to affect the numbers. The steroid esters that were in your system that are trickling out will affect your numbers, you see? So you're not getting an accurate picture of what the hell is going on. So a mistake that I see a lot of people do, they run their post-cycle blood work too soon. And then they're like, oh, I'm recovered. I'm good to go. They still have steroids in their system and they're running blood work. And you see your testosterone levels that are uh, that are high. You're like, oh, I'm recovered. I'm good to go. It's been four weeks since my last injection. My blood work shows that I'm recovered. No, you're not recovered, dude. It's that the, the esters are still in your system that are giving you the, the, you're showing that you've got a lot of hormones in your system. It's not your own body producing those hormones. It's those steroid esters, you see? So that's a mistake. So you want to give it time um, to get blood work, to, to, to really see where you're at. Now, if you get blood work done after cycle, six to eight weeks after your PCT, right? And your testosterone levels came back. You were at 700 or 600 before, and then now you're back at 600. That's when you say, you know what? I'm recovered. Your LH levels, if they were at four before, now they're back at, at four. Now you know, yeah, I'm recovered. Now you can go back. Now you can go and start planning your next cycle. You're good to go. But if your LH is at two and your total testosterone levels are at half where they were before, then you know you're not ready yet. You got to give your body more time to recover itself. So that's that's a big mistake that people make right there is they don't time their blood work correctly or they jump the gun on their blood work because they're so excited to run their next cycle. They don't give themselves enough chance. You got to give your HPTA and your organs a chance to balance themselves out before you go ahead and jump into your next cycle. So Mobster, I'll let you jump in there. I got one more big point to make on a mistake people make in PCT. Um, so go ahead and uh, follow up on that point. For Something that Steve will especially be able to help you with, and especially when it comes to the blood tests, even more than myself, and we've got a few others on the forum that would be quite knowledgeable in subject, and it's just occurred to me while you were talking there, Steve, include online on the forums, and we encourage you to run a log, include the PCT as part of the log. So don't just hit the competition day or hit the weight that you want to gain, but include the PCT and as Steve said if you do decide to do this and you get one a blood test done during a PCT and then afterwards include that information because we can help you tweak dosages we can help you tweak suggestions your protocol that you're doing ideally should be one that we're recommending because it's there for the for your benefit and all that information has not just come from experts and and articles online but it's come from other members as well and their experiences in, included that information means people can come in and say hang on you're not doing this or hang on you're not doing that or you've allowed your diet to change or you've changed protocols in the gym or again this might include for example steve that you're being treated for a medical condition and you neglected to mention that you're taking certain powerful medications which can have an effect now one of the things that stick with we talk about is uh, in in this day and age steve would be the lowering of testosterone around the world, but especially in the developed world. So, for example, again, this is the reason why we want markers. We want to see. We actually want you to be better than the average man. That's the reason why you go to the gym. So, 
testicular health, your body's ability to produce testosterone should be in an ideal situation better than the average man in the street. And we could do that because we could talk about diet, we can talk about SAMs, we can talk about tweaking and stuff like that. It might even be, for example, as, as we do have other uh, stuff subjects that we talk about, Steve, just literally changing the frequency for you. One, my, one more point I thought of making here, Stephen, I made a, a note here, was not copying the protocol of the one in a hundred lucky Joes or the one in a hundred thousand million even uh, genetic freaks and, and copying a, a pro's uh, PCT versus the one that you need to do. Now, the information that we provide is generalized. Uh, and obviously should benefit, therefore, the majority of people, but it might require tweaking, which is why I'm saying I would like to see that kind of information, if, even if it's not all of you guys, as much many of you as possible, including what you're doing on PCT and any issues that you get in a log, because it won't just benefit you with the, with the advice you can be given, it'll benefit the, the readers and the listeners of this podcast. So that the information you provided, but and it just ends up helping loads of people above and beyond yourself as well, Steve. So, what's your thoughts as well? So, one, uh, you know, I just want to talk about the last important thing, and this is another thing that it's a really big problem. And it's these uh, gurus out there that recommend HCG and PCT. Now, HCG is called pregnal. It's uh, basically uh, it's the synthetic version of female pregnant urine. Okay, so literally you're taking female pregnant urine and you're injecting it into yourself, but it's a synthetic version. So that's what ACG is. Now, they came up with the idea of using ACG in post-cycle therapy. And here's why that's a really, really bad idea. So ACG, the way it works in a male body is it's going to mimic LH. And LH is spit out by the pituitary glands and the purpose of LH is to stimulate your latex cells, your testes into producing testosterone. So what happens is if you're going to mimic LH in the body during PCT, all you're doing is you're telling your pituitary glands, we've got too much LH here. We don't need you to produce it anymore. So if you actually run blood work and you'll actually see your LH levels on ACG go down because your body stops producing it, okay? So that's the that's the fool's gold of using ACG, but your balls will actually plump up on ACG. So you're like, man, this stuff is working. ACG works beautifully for me. My libido is up, everything's up. Because what ACG is doing is it's skipping over your pituitary glands and it's stimulating your lytic cells into producing testosterone, which is converting to estrogen. So now you're getting a boost of testosterone and estrogen, and your balls are plumping up. So that's going to give you the impression that, yeah, I'm recovering, and I'm recovering really well. So, damn, this ACG works. The problem is when you stop using ACG, now you're back to where you were before. You're back to where you were before where your pituitary glands aren't spitting out LH, and it has to come back. So all you're doing here is you're delaying the recovery when you use ACG and PCT. So it's a huge mistake. We see guys do it. I bring up Rich Piana. He's put out videos recommending ACG to be used in PCT. Now, Rich Piana stayed, stayed on steroids year-round. That I can assure you, okay? 
Okay, so he wasn't worried about PCT, but we he would do is he'd run ACG every now and then to plump up his balls and be like, yeah, I'm recovered. I've heard some terms by these uh, fake gurus out there that that ACG primes the balls. I've heard that term, which um, you know that's that's kind of interesting. Now I don't know if these guys get a commission from selling ACG. I don't know if they're just ignorant. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it's just bad advice. And, you know, the idea behind PCT is we want to give yourself a soft landing. We want to support your HBTA while your own body is recovering itself. We don't want to fuck with our, with our pituitary glands to tell our pituitary glands, we don't need you. You can sit this one out, pituitary glands. We don't need you anymore. That's what ACG does. It tells your pituitary glands to sit this one out. So what ends up happening with people who use ACG and PCT, they'll run a, a, a cycle, they'll run their PCT with ACG, and then they'll hop back on their next cycle, and then they'll rinse and repeat. But all the while, they're never recovering their pituitary glands. So when the day comes where they come off everything, what's going to happen, mobster? They're going to get blood work done um, a month later once they stop everything, and they're going to get the bad news. And the bad news is they've got no testosterone levels because they've got no LH in their body because their pituitary glands are dead, fried, kaput. And that's what happens when you run ACG and PCT. So do not run ACG ever in PCT. And if you disagree with that, then you know what? Here, here's what I can tell you. Go get blood work done. All right. And the blood work does not lie, my friend. Anyone can run blood work and see exactly what ACG does in the body. And in this particular situation, it's not a wise choice. Now on cycle, you can go ahead and run ACG. That's fine. Your pituitary glands are shut down anyway. If you want to get plumper balls, go for it. All right. But when it comes to PCT, not the time to run it. Bridging with ACG, not the time to run it. Okay, the only time you should run ACG is on cycle if you choose to run it, but it's a completely uh, an optional thing. And I don't run ACG myself. I don't care. I just let my balls shrink up. I, I don't care. And you can also run some natural testosterone boosters, Fidosia, Tribulus. These will actually plump your uh, your balls too. All right, mobster. Final thoughts and take us to the disclaimer. I think it was an important show. I'm just thinking on one of Rich Piano's comments, Stephen. This is where sometimes it's a bad idea to be taking advice from a meathead or a freak because Rich had great genetics too. Was I think he made a comment something about not minding if his balls were shrunk because that meant his dick hung lower. And that is a kind of half-assed, funny to listen to, bro bullshit type thing that makes for an entertaining YouTube video. But in reality... Is such a head fuck for people uh, in terms of the testicular size. And we see this come up with people on, on the forum when they come online and say, listen, my girlfriend, my boyfriend has commented on it and all this kind of stuff. And that's where they even beginning to get into the hormonal crash and the head, head fuck that that can be as well. So, guys, but like I said earlier, by all means, come on, check out our perfect PCT sticky. Any information that you can add to that is going to be a benefit for the listeners and for the uh, members of the forum. We'll help you if you can include that information in a log after your cycle's finished. And especially when it comes to interpreting your blood, Steve's the guy, go-to guy with that with articles and you'll know what to look for uh, look, look for in those uh, bloods 
and give you a good indication of what's going on. But, but just make sure you do a proper, perfect PCT to, to fully recover as best as you possibly can. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.